welcome to Running for the Crown podcast. This is Jess and I am with Ben and we are two distance runners and coaches who love to talk all things running. Today, we are so excited to have our first guest joining us. Tyson Wheeland is a teammate of mine on the Run and Blaze Iowa team. And we thought it would be fun to talk to him about some of the exciting things he has going on, both personally with his own running and coaching, as well as his role and involvement in some exciting races in Iowa for runners in the Midwest. Welcome, Tyson. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and it's uh, even funny that you're you're in your car and uh, <laughs> you're heading to South Dakota. I think that that's kind of funny because I think of you wearing so many hats and doing so many things within a day that for you to fit us in and uh, be in a coffee shop and <laughs> almost get kicked out so you go to your car is awesome. Uh, I just wanted to jump in and have people learn about you. I think you're a great fit for the podcast because uh, what Jess and I are trying to do with uh, Crown Running is bring a light to Iowa and the Midwest, and you are doing that uh, times 100. So uh, you're an engineer, is that right? Yep. I'm a quality engineer over at John Deere. My dad worked there for a long time. And you're a pro triathlete. Yeah. So I... I started being a pro triathlete roughly when I got to the final two years of my college. So I continue to do it if there's races. Uh, there's just not a whole lot right now, but yes, it's still, I still have a pro card and I am racing at a professional level. That's exciting. And for school. So you, you went to Iowa central. Yeah. Then- I, I kind of dabbled a few different locations, started out at Iowa central, went down to Texas for two years and then came back to Iowa state to finish my last two. So you're right about the bouncing around. That's it's my personality. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Blake has made the trek with you on a couple of those, right? Yep. So we ended up meeting at Iowa central and connected pretty quickly uh, early in the fall and decided that, man, we, we train really well together. So let's just let's find somewhere else. It doesn't have to be in Iowa. Let's look around. And we found a great fit down in Texas, uh, West Texas A&M. The coach down there was exactly what we're looking for. That's awesome. And Jess pulled out a statistic. Yeah. Were you the fifth fastest 5k in Texas? I was. That's been uh, taken down from now. Uh, there's quite a few more good runners that have came through, but that's always how it um, works, but that's awesome. Yeah. That was indoor. It was just a cherry on top for a, a great career down there. So you started Wheeland Racing and the coaching services there. And can you tell us a little bit about what Wheeland Racing is and the coaching that you do? Yeah. So for various years, uh, I've coached different teams, whether it be swimming. Um, I started to coach individual athletes. uh, And I just kind of finally said, you know what, let's let's put something that someone can recognize and can reach me easier. So Created Wheeland Racing back in May of 2019. Uh, really, it was uh, me coaching Katie and and Blake, actually. But then from that point on, uh, I started to get more athletes, exactly what I was looking for, just to connect with me. Uh, and we fluctuated upwards of probably 12 athletes. And now I've started to uh, delegate, you know, running specific athletes are going to Blake. Or I've got Lindsay, who's on board now. She's a PT um, and so we'll be taking athletes that uh, have not necessarily are injury prone, but are coming back from injury, need those additional rehab exercises. And maybe there'll be another branch to this. Uh, there's been talks of a, a youth team um, heading out into Knoxville. And so utilizing my first athlete to kind of get the youth engaged. And yeah, 
it's uh awesome. it's an ever-growing thing um mm-hmm. i keep finding more things to throw into it and it's a lot of fun well the power of it being your own is that you can do that and just continue to let it evolve and it's exciting so then you're a member of uh, Team Run Ablaze, and it seems like you have quite a bit of a, a role within that. Um, is that correct to say? Yeah. So it kind of starts at the same time. Uh, so back in May of 2019, uh, I, I joined the board as loosely a, a, a social media presence, but then also kind of the more uh, pivotal side is I, I was tasked with connecting to the modern runners. Um, Run Ablaze was a team that people kind of knew about, they would hear about, they would maybe see at races, but there was no, no true connection to it. Uh, no one really knew what it was. I would ask, I would say I was running for run ablaze and despite the fact that it was founded in 2006, no one really knew what that was. Um, so join the board to kind of try and help that. And then uh, you're seeing that now with uh, some races that we've got coming up and can, I'm continuously uh, pushing the board to try and expand in terms of uh, recognizability. It's been a fun journey. Uh, I I did not know all the inner workings of the team and uh, I've got my hands in a lot of it now. That's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I think what you're doing with developing the races as well is awesome. I mean, have you been a race director before or is that kind of your first thing with the uh, Wheelan Racing 5K, correct? The Elite 5K that you put on in 2020? Yeah, so, you know, it's actually kind of a, I wouldn't call it a step back, uh, but originally my first ever event that I did put on, uh, I did a 100 by 5K Guinness World Record. This took back place back in 2014. Uh, we had 100 runners. We averaged 1646, um, and that was with a baton passing at one by one. Um, so got a experience there. Uh, fell out of race directing for a few years, and then when I joined Iowa State's Tri Club. Um, I actually took the position as race director for the indoor triathlon they had there. But this is my first road tr- road race that I've directed. Uh, was a WR Elite 5K back in the fall. That's awesome. I remember reading actually about that uh, world record. Um, I didn't know that that was you that I put that on. That's super cool. Yeah, this is a college Blake and Tyson sitting at a computer uh, looking at Guinness World Records, and I was like. I could find a hundred people to run 16 uh, at the time. It was like 18 minutes average. Uh, and so we beat it by roughly two hours. We, wow. <laughs> we demolished it. And so, um, it, it was fun. Uh-huh. And how did that go about starting that race? Then, I mean, you're putting on a race in the COVID environment when a lot of races are actually canceling. And I thought that was super cool that you kind of saw that everybody needed to race. And not only did you just develop a race, but you made it with, you know, elite athletes. Um, I mean, I know you'll go into basically kind of who was there and what, what was run while they were there. How did it come about that you decided to do this? Yeah. So back when the pandemic first was hitting, uh, we had a very fit group of guys. Um, and we had planned on doing uh, a 5k over in Davenport and this was supposed to be exactly what happened in the fall we were we were going to make a, an attempt on those records uh and so uh, when that got canceled uh we decided let's do a team time trial um as soon as that was an idea it was immediately shut down by uh, some members and just it was kind of frowned upon at the time this was around April May and so mm-hmm. we we axed that one kind of fell off our radar for a while but with me coaching Blake uh and myself 
I wanted us to be able to peak for a race. And so uh, we started planning and preparing for the Fargo Marathon. And we were dead set this was not going to get canceled. Like, I was like, it's it's North Dakota. Let's, let's, let's be realistic. It's probably going to happen, you know, and they kept saying it was going to happen and got canceled. And I just was like, okay, I'm tired of races getting canceled. I realized the risk, but I want something to happen. So let's make something small, something fast and safe. Um, and so that's kind of where the idea started. You know, we didn't even know what the distance was going to be, but we were like, okay, it's probably easiest to manage a 5k right now. I think that's going to be easy to get, you know, 20 to 30 people on a line safely. Uh, and so built the race and originally it was meant to just be an elite race, but I realized pretty quickly that I had an opportunity to not only do that, but expand to a competitive wave and an open wave, uh, to kind of give more people opportunities and ended up working out really well. Um, we, we had the, basically the entire Roosevelt team, uh, men's team there because their season essentially was canceled. And so it was, it was a great opportunity to, to give an opportunity to people because they wanted to go fast, just like we wanted to go fast. Yeah. Everybody's craving that. Exactly. I owe you a lot because it, Jess and I signed up for that race and we were talking about this earlier. We couldn't actually go to the race because one of the kids had a soccer game mm -hmm. on the day of the race. So we kind of told you, Hey, we can't make it, you know, and had other plans. And, uh, you're such a cool guy that you said, Hey, well, what are you doing the day before? You know, uh, we can pace you on some bikes and, <laughs> and I mean, we jumped at that. I mean, cause we were, we were hungry for a race too. Mm -hmm. And I remember you paced me on the bike and you're telling me turn by turn, which direction to go and where we're at in the course having music play and uh, <laughs> doing videos as well. Um, and then I had Blake and he couldn't shift and yeah. <laughs> about took me out a couple of times. But it was it kind was of awesome. funny because <laughs> we had it set up that Jess would start first. I don't remember what she started 30 or 45 seconds or something. And mm -hmm. so we were kind of trying to chase them down. And uh, I just remember you like doing all this stuff and it was, it was super cool. I mean, that, that was my 5k PR. So I owe a lot to you for that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, like I said earlier, I, I love being able to give people opportunities um, and any chance that I can get to help someone out or just help the community, I will jump on it. It just feels good. It feels right. It feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm paying forward because the running community has given me so much. I would love to give something back to the running yeah, community. Yeah, we feel the same way. That's awesome. So what's the stat line from that first 2020 Wheeling Racing Elite 5K. I mean, you had how many guys under, um, was it 15 minutes? Yep. So uh, kind of to prelude this, you know, we set out with the idea that this was going to be a very fast race. And I told the first person that I was like, hey, we're going out 435 first mile. And I'm going to have a pacer there and everyone hang on. Uh, and so what that ended up doing was uh, creating a field that had a winner of 1418 that was Jay Welp uh, and then our field average for the males uh, was 1450 uh, with 18 guys under 15 which is arguably one of the fastest 5ks that's been in Iowa on the road and the, the women's race was just as fast uh, we had the winner running 1607 uh, this was Miss, Missy Rock um, I ran with D, her in college I say D3 legend um, and mm -hmm. then 
we had a field average of 1720, which included seven runners under 1730. So wow. great day uh, and perfect weather for it. Uh, I really lucked out there. I don't think I could have asked for better conditions and better people to be in it. So, And you had a great course for it too, I thought. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just a, a well-planned uh, scenario there. Yeah, we honestly, uh, you know, this is the details. Uh, we, I thought of every corner. I did not want to have the race going at a sharp direct corner. Uh, I wanted everything to try to flow as fast as possible. It may be silly and it maybe didn't change a lot of things, but our apexes were meant to be fast as well. Uh, that start line, especially that finish where you have a full straightaway where you can sprint it out. Yeah. You can yeah. see it coming too. You mm-hmm. know, you know, right oh, yeah. where you're at and where you need to get to. I think it's like one point two miles you can you can look off in the distance and see the, the finish line banner uh, and you, you know it's coming it's fun and fast yeah and so you guys are going to have this again in uh 2021 yep yep we'll be continuing the tradition uh we're going to do this in september uh this is gonna be september 12th this time around um mm-hmm. just to avoid some some major races assuming that they come back um this date fell pretty well in the schedule yep and it's going to be called the blazing 5k is that correct yeah, so uh, one downfall with the WR Elite 5K. It wasn't necessarily very recognizable. Even after the race, we had people saying, well, what was the race again during the interviews? Uh, I think the Fast 5K. So no, no one was really nailing down the name. Uh, and luckily, Runablaze was going to step in and offer a little bit more money. And I jumped on it. I was like, okay, I think the Blazing 5K is, is a way better fit. Uh, people are going to be able to remember that, and it'll have a lot more recognizability. For yeah, sure, and then yeah. also you can add on to that like you're doing with the blazing 10k and it can just be a like a, a series or something yeah you know? who knows what'll happen in the future yeah we we actually do plan on expanding a bit um you know we had the blazing 8k which was a small group this year but uh it, it's planning on going bigger next year uh we're gonna bring back the 8k uh there's there's talks of integrating our our 10k into another event uh, can't really disclose that right now, but, um, <laughs> yeah, this, they're all coming back. And for now I'm, the, I'm the blazing race director, um, whatever that'll be. Um, <laughs> we'll see how many races I end up with through the year. Well, you seem to be handling it well, so I think they're going to keep giving it to you. Yeah. So <laughs> moving on now to the blazing 10 K, um, you got a lot of competitors, um, and this is a team event. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, I think I saw today, was it 16 days away? Yep. So we're, we're barking on the door right now. Uh, it is 16 days away. Uh, it'll be the April 11th and it's going to be a good one. Um, this was meant to be a shamrock replacement. And I knew a lot of teams were wanting to get that sort of team aspect of the race. Uh, it's something you rarely get post collegiately and shamrock does a great job with it. And, I wanted to at least get some of those runners in the same spot. We didn't want to just exactly replicate it. So we went for the 10 K uh, plus 10 K record board needs a little bit of updating than Iowa. And this is in Des Moines. And is this a course that, that you um, designed then? Can you describe like this course a little bit here? Yep. So, you know, we took, we took the blazing 5k course um, and we started it up just probably about 300 meters. Um, and then, we did not follow the exact course because it would be too sharp of a turn um, to do that left turn coming back through. So we actually took the back loop. We follow normal. 
uh, and then we go a counterclockwise of the main loop. So that way you can S curve back into the 5K course and finish out the second laps identical to the blazing 5K course. Um, flat, Sweet. fast, ready to go. Perfect. And with the team format, you have men's and women's races. Um, the men, I, I think there was, what, five per team? Uh, some teams have an A and a B team. Is that correct? Yep. So it's going to be five. Uh, five can be on the men and women's side. Uh, we are scoring four and we for the men's side and scoring three for the women. This reflects exactly what Shamrock does um, and allows for teams. Uh, there's a little bit less interest on the women's side, so it allows for them to still be competitive even with three members. And it sounds like you guys got some prizes for, for the teams. Sure do. Uh, we got $500 uh, for the overall winning team uh, for the men and $500 for the women. Uh, and then it's 300 for second and then 100 for third. Um, so it allows for three teams to recoup uh, their entry fee, but then on top of that also make a little bit of cash. Absolutely. Yeah, that is awesome. So you must have some good sponsors in for this. I sure do. Uh, Run a Blaze is the title sponsor. Um, and so they were able to help us get enough funds to put up a team prize, but then also an individual prize. Uh, it's a little bit less, but it's going to be $100 for the winner, 75 for second, and 50 for third. But the kicker is that we also get Heartland Souls. They were very generous, and they're going to be giving a free pair of shoes to the top three finishers of the male and top three finishers of the women. Um, wow. And that's that's something that could be redeemed in person or online, so it really gives even the teams out of here out of the state an opportunity to cash in on their prize that's awesome so what kind of teams are we looking at here yeah so uh as i mentioned earlier this is kind of a, a midwest focused and so we've got uh out of chicago second city is going to be a a pretty tough team to beat uh they were the 2019 shamrock champions uh and then we've got minnesota distance elite their professional team out of minnesota they used to be team minnesota uh, they've also got some really talented athletes um, that should be able to compete pretty heavily. Uh, and then Kansas City Smoke on the men's side, they were third at Shamrock in 2019. <laughs> we also got fourth place from, from Shamrock uh, in 2019, which is going to be the Wisconsin running team. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, on the women's side, we've also got DW running. Uh, they're going to be very competitive. They have a men's team as well. They're the team we raced against this last AK. That's a, a lot of amazing teams. I mean, I, I looked up a lot of the individuals and number of U.S. Uh, Olympic marathon trial um, participants yeah. in, in there and a lot of fast runners. Yeah, and I anticipate them to be ready to go too. Uh, kind of watching the Strava feeds, uh, people are fit. They're going to so, be ready. Because that's a big thing. I mean, the results are coming from 2019 and there's been, uh, you know, almost uh, two years now since then. So it's kind of, uh, anybody's game on, on who's been running. Uh, we know run a blaze has been running. You guys just had a, a really fast, uh, blazing eight K. Can you give us a little, uh, lowdown on, on how that went? Yeah. So it was a kind of heads up competition against, uh, DW running and we had a great day. Uh, that's the best way to put it. Top five runners uh, were all run ablaze with Austin O'Brien uh, setting an all-time record uh, for the AK. And that is actually Jeez. the fourth fastest time ever ran in Iowa, uh, but the fastest U.S.-born Iowan time 
So wow, um, <laughs> <That's> smoking fast. <laughs> yeah, and that that was even without uh, Jay Welp, who was the twenty uh, twenty WR Elite five K winner. Uh, so our our scoring squad is going to be one that's uh, it's going to be up there. Uh, we're going to give all the other Midwest teams a run for their money for sure. Yeah, you you guys are ready to go. You're going to give it the best shot that you can for sure. And it sounded like Austin just kind of took off from the gun. Is that right? Kind of yeah. two packs were formed. Well, you know, we were probably a pack for about 10 seconds before he said, uh, I'm going. Uh, but then it was a, a group of four, uh, and that was going to be with Devin, Steve, Blake, and myself. Uh, and then that event group eventually split into two more, uh, which would have been Blake and Devin, myself and, I, and Steve. Um, and it, it worked out pretty well because of how we shot out, DW running never really caught back up. Um, yeah, that's so cool that they came though and uh and raced and everything and they look like they got some uh competitors too on the the men's and women's side so that's a great connection that you had with getting that going yeah and i can't take all the credit uh devin arball is the guy who uh did the timing and got a hold of dw running and uh i'll be working with him next year for the 8k nice yeah. So thanks Tyson for joining us on our podcast. Thanks for all the work that you've done with run Blaze and for um, putting these races on. And we all appreciate what you've done for the entire running community for sure. So we are um, pumped to see you on April 11th. Thank you. And I really appreciate your kind words and uh, I'll continue to do my best I can. Thanks for listening to this episode of running for the crown. You can find the Blazing Fast Tyson Wheeland at wheelandracing.com. That's W-I-E-L-A-N-D, racing.com. And you can find us at crownrunning.com. Remember to enjoy the journey and get running for your crown.